chat with me. Come on and talk to me. I really want to know what you So welcome everybody. Thank you guys for joining me for another episode of the Green Tea Room on Spotify. Thank you guys so much for coming through. I wanted to do an earlier episode just because I want to talk to a lot of my tea sippers overseas. There's a lot of stuff going on globally. I did a live stream about this the other day where I just really discussed a lot of the things that were just really nerve-wracking that's going on in many different countries from the flooding to the food shortages to the droughts to this whole, you know, COVID-19 vaccine situation, vaccine passports, people not being able to no longer go to their favorite restaurants and pubs and things like that. And one of the things that I stated, um, I've been stating this for a while, is that not only will there be a vaccine passport, something to show that you have been vaccinated, but that all of this will cause a great divide. You'll start seeing it and people thought, no, you know, this is just voluntary. It's not a big deal. But we're slowly seeing that it's becoming more and more mandatory. And we're now starting to see people with these elitist attitudes. And Today was announced that a restaurant in um, Georgia named the Argosy, I believe that's what it's called. They're saying no shot, no service. So yes, T-Girl Diamonds, honey, give me my gems, give me my diamonds, hit the picture, double tap. <laughs> so it's been insane. So I want to go ahead. Um, if you are overseas, please raise your hand. I want to bring the overseas people on stage first. Um I'm trying to see if my co-host is coming through. I think she might have stepped off. But yeah, if you're overseas, definitely call in. I want to hear from you guys. But it is a lot going on. I want to start by playing you guys um, the news article that I have posted today on Instagram and on the Discord, where basically they're stating that if you are not vaccinated, you will not be able to eat at this restaurant. And pay attention to the news people. Uh, Sharon Reed and Shannon Lanier, pay attention to their elitist attitude. I think that's what bothers me. And then you have a lot of people on social media, particularly a lot of the blue check marks, um, they're co-signing this and they're saying that this should be the norm and more restaurants should do this. So let me go ahead and play this for you guys. Y'all go ahead and listen here. That restaurant, Shannon, in uh, East Atlanta, mm -hmm. East Atlanta Village, um, <laughs> Talk the restaurant it. owners had enough, okay? He and I would get along just fine, okay? Argosy is the restaurant. He's posted a sign. I want to show you the sign. Just like, you know, no shoes, no service. Mm -hmm. Well, this is what he has to say. Uh, no vax, no service, okay? And he says it right there. What's, this is a very simple concept for the safety of our staff, guests, and the community. He says these employees are depending on him. And if he, so he goes around, now you know people lie, okay? Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't lie because they want to be cute and make a stand. They think they're, they're doing something, you know, Marjorie Greenish, mm. okay, Marjorie Taylor Greenish. Mm. They're not, you're not. Mm. And so he goes around, sometimes table to table, and he'll say, 
you vaccinated? If not, you must leave. And already people reacting in the town saying, you know, this is ridiculous and we shouldn't have to put up with it. Well, you really? don't. He, he said this is right. This is his private business. He has the right to do it. OK, right. And if you don't want to put up with it, don't come. And at the end of the day, like he says on the sign, this is about keeping his staff alive. They're entrusting him to be able to provide a safe environment for them to come to work, to provide for their families. And like you said, the least of the few, they don't make a lot of money as it is. They may not even have health insurance. So the, the least he could do is protect them to try to keep them healthy, try to keep them safe so they can do their jobs. And if you don't like it, you yeah. don't have to come people and you don't have to put up a stink either you don't need to protest outside yeah. his restaurant stay home just stay home all right so y'all just heard that and like i said it's the elitist attitude for me let's not forget that it was it wasn't like you know um millenniums ago that we had segregation in the south you know we had whites only drinking fountain whites only can go through this door Black people had to sit on the back of the bus. And it's very interesting how the same people who grew up oppressed, and I'm not saying these people per se, but like, you know, generations before, are now the elitists simply because of a vaccine. Like, I just don't, I just don't get it. And my issue is this. Let me make this clear to everybody listening, okay? I am not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not against the vaccine. I'm not here to denounce it. That is not my stance, okay? My stance is and has always been that as people, we should have the freedom to choose what we put into our bodies. If you have it, good for you, right? I would never knock somebody for making a personal choice. If you don't have it, good for you. That is your personal choice. I just hate the fact that it's become so divisive. Like I said before, I have plenty of friends. Um, half of my moderators are vaxxed. Half of my family's vaxxed. Anybody can tell you when they told me they were vaccinated, I never made them feel bad. I never came at them sideways. Nothing changed. Okay, well, I hope, you know, it works out. Do you feel good? Yep, I feel fine. Okay, cool. But then they also didn't treat me like the plague because I'm not vaccinated. And like I said, I have my reasons because last year I went through just a really scary situation. The people on Discord, you guys know, because I went into depth about what happened to me last year. I really didn't talk about it in, on public YouTube, but it was very scary. Like I, I literally almost died. Had I not gone to the hospital, had I waited another day, I would have been dead on my couch. So for me, I just do not feel comfortable putting something in my body that has been proven to cause blood clots when I almost died from blood, blood clots not even a year ago, you know, and that's my personal choice. So it's very, very scary. And when I see things like this, when people are saying that people should be discriminated, because this is discrimination, point blank. Would people be OK with this if this same restaurant says, if you have HIV, you can't eat here because I'm trying to protect my staff? Nobody would be okay with this, or if you have cancer, or if you have, you know, whatever. It's discriminatory, and I just find it very, it's very unsettling that people are so okay with this. So I want to go ahead and bring my co-host on here, Lady J. Um, Lady J, you can go ahead and mute your mic. And you, hey, <laughs> hey, friend, hey, and Lady J is one of my vaccinated friends. Okay, she told me I had permission to tell y'all her business. <laughs> Mm -hmm, sure do. And can you tell the people I've never made you feel away, shamed you, 
put Never. any of my opinions on you. Mm-mm. And I ain't shamed you either. I mean, that right. goes both ways, right? Because we've had, we chitty chat often about so many different things. And I've told you, hey, I went and got vaccinated. Why did I go get vaccinated? Because I'm transnational. Because right. I'm supposed to start school in the fall in the EU. Because I want to do this. And I want to protect myself as best I can. So how would I be to sit back and say, yeah, you should get vaccinated when I know darn well what you went through? Everyone's situation is unique. And you're right. Why are we doing this? But this is what human beings do. This is what we do. And we can't let divisive uh, politics focus and train how we we relate to each other. We're not going to do that. And me and you see through the BS. So we don't we don't play those games. Right. And for the people in the chat saying HIV is transmitted through blood. I'm um, picking any disease. I mean, like y'all always like, like to nitpick. Like I just threw out a disease. We all know how HIV is transmitted. Pick TB. Okay. Does that make you feel better? If people with tuberculosis were told that they can't come into a restaurant and eat, people would be like, no, that's not fair. That's wrong. Da 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 da. Pick any illness. Y'all always got to split hairs. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, y'all grow up. Y'all know what I meant when I said that. We know how it's transmitted. Okay. You know, but the whole thing is just really sad. Like, it's created such a divide and it really should not be. It really should not be a divide. It should be a personal choice. And the thing is, if you're okay with this, when they start saying that, you know, people who are unvaccinated, you know, can't go to more important places, like let's say certain social gatherings, concerts, movies, you know what I'm saying? It's going to get to the point where it's like, well, damn, it's starting to feel like Nazi Germany. The whole yellow star and how people stood by because it wasn't them. Because, you know, well, I, I'm not Jewish, so it doesn't affect me. That's the vibe I'm getting. And it's really, really scary that it's getting to that point. Exactly. And Paris in the chat, um, I'm a cultural anthropologist and I'm a trained ethnographer and historian. And yes, this is human behavior. That's no shade to you, sister. I am saying that we as humans, we repeat history and T just eloquently stated that Nazi Germany yellow star crystal knot if for those who understand what that means we do this you know we're we're seeing that in the white collar sector of industries where people get to stay home but then the blue collars got to go out here and sacrifice their lives nobody's really sitting back thinking about the six hundred or thousand or so people who did or probably the same people why we don't have people out here maining the service industry jobs because they're dead it's not because people want to stay home maybe they're not here so people have inherent fears about what's going on and this is something that People in power and who want to be divisive um, use to stow fear. And it is a human condition. That crystal knot Germany yellow star situation is a very good example. We've done it before. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said earlier, you know, um, our GSME pictures, like, you know, this is really feeling like segregation. And we we're going over some of like the old pictures and 
the fact that people are so okay with this, that's what happened back during segregation. You know, the whites only drinking fountains and, you know, based off of skin color. And y'all can say, oh, you're being dramatic or that's too much. But y'all said this wouldn't come to pass. And here it is also. You know what I'm right. saying? They're forcing it over there on people. It's really bad in Europe right now what's going on. That's why they're fighting. Like, this is not okay. Like somebody just wrote in the chat, it's not FDA approved. So anything that happens to you via that vaccine, that's on you. They're like, okay, right. well, you can't sue. You can't, you just know what it is. So if people are saying that they're not comfortable with that, why is that not okay? Like, why has this become such a divisive thing in the country? And I think that's the part that's scary is that while everybody's so focused on the quote unquote has and have nots of the vaccine, they're not focusing on the fact that there's a big food shortage coming, a potential oh, lockdown coming. <laughs> right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's basically here. You know, mm -hmm. shelves are steadily emptying. It, it's going to be a long, drawn-out winter. It really is. And winter it's like is coming. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It definitely is. There's more to come. So let's go ahead and start bringing on some people. I know there's some people calling from overseas. I definitely want to hear from you guys. Um let me go ahead and start with Miss Nuno. I'm bringing you up to the stage. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Hey, T. Hey, how are you? I'm well. It's Nunu. Nunu. Okay, I like that. Where are you calling from? Um, Canada. Okay. So what's going on in Canada? Well, just to, I will keep it quite short, um, concerning the vaccine passports, for, for many months now, um, We've been talking about the vaccine passport, and for many months, it has, uh, the ministers of uh, the federal ministers of Canada have come out to say that we will be putting a vaccine passport. It's not an if, or it's not a when. It's not an if. Sorry, it's a. Uh, it's it's happening. We're we're mm -hmm. actually currently making the vaccine passport, and some of my colleagues. Uh, working in the federal government, not to say too much, because um, I'm also a policymaker. Some of my colleague policymakers are actually working on making this vaccine passport and implementing the policy. So it's something that's probably going to see the light of day by, I want to say, the end of 2000, uh, 2021. And the, tr the initial goal was maybe fall 2021. But uh, knowing how government works, I actually want to push it to make Make sure of it, and also um, it uh, it has uh, begun. Uh, we, we've begun doing something that's like I want to say like the pre of vaccine passport. Example: If you've got your two shots, there's a there's an application called Arrive Can. Is application that you have to download if you're Canadian or permanent uh, resident or etc. When you come into Canada, and this application mm. tracks you and tracks your 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 covid symptoms and in that application you have to put your proof of vaccination your both proofs of vaccination of the shot one and the shot two if you do not download this um this app you are not allowed to get in canada you know, in, in short of words and that comes from both canadian citizens and also people who are not even fully canadian citizens and things like that Wow. So it's getting really serious. You know, why everybody's thinking this is a joke and people are reaching, they're already implementing things like this in Canada. Listen to what this sister is saying, that you literally have to download an app mm -hmm. that basically shows proof. So there's no just saying I'm vaccinated, even though no, you're lying. No. There's proof now. 
that you yes. have to get it. So now let me also ask you this, because I remember when we had one of our Zoom meetings, somebody had called in and they're saying that for students who are yeah, that's coming me. from over. OK, so that was you. For students yes. who are coming from overseas, like let's say you got the vaccine in the UK or you mm -hmm. got it in France, they're saying that there's only a particular vaccine, that if it's not the kind that they use in Canada mm -hmm. um, or approved, then you'll have to do the vaccine all over again. Yes, um, if it's not the quote-unquote the vaccines that the NACI, uh, the National Advisory Committee of something, uh, it's like the um, the um, the equivalent of the CDC in Canada approves. You have to take the vaccine that's Canadian approved, and the current vaccine that's Canadian approved are the mRNA, which are Pfizer and uh, Moderna. And before AstraZeneca was approved, before NACI came out and said that out of the blue that we're not approving it anymore. So out of like overnight, they stopped giving um, the, the AstraZeneca. Meanwhile, the politicians and the, the media was heavily, heavily, heavily pushing AstraZeneca and heavily shaming people whom decide to not take AstraZeneca and wait for Pfizer and Moderna to be available, to be able to take those well, of other people whom decided to take the vaccine. They were shaming people, saying that the best vaccine is a vaccine that's available to not, quote-unquote, shop around for vaccine. And this was even before NACI came out and said that the mRNA vaccine, Moderna and Pfizer were the preferred vaccine. And... Um, when NACI came out and said that, according to many people, it put um, a lot of mistrust in, um, in the vaccine system. And the people who took AstraZeneca were scared. And uh, the NACI came out and denounced AstraZeneca as not being preferred because it, uh, when you take AstraZeneca, it increases your chances of VIT. And that is um, technically, in short, blood clots and complications mm -hmm. due to AstraZeneca. And for a woman, there's a woman and many people who died in Canada due to... Uh, due to the AstraZeneca vaccine and there's this dude in Vancouver, he got maybe almost two meters of intestines removed after taking the AstraZeneca vaccine. And that was a complication that he took, he got from it. And there's this other lady in Montreal that, that passed away from taking the AstraZeneca vaccine. And, so let me ask you this. So to the mm -hmm. people who had taken the AstraZeneca vaccine, right? Yes. So being that they took away the approval and said, well, this is not good anymore, then those people then had to turn around and get another vaccine. Oh, no, then let, let these people no? slide. Okay, so they let them slide. slide. Yes, mm -hmm. but now the only approved vaccine were the Pfizer and the Moderna. And one thing that I really do not like is that they're heavily pushing mixing and maxing vac vaccines. Um, because people don't are not as comfortable with Moderna as ever with Pfizer in Canada, they're heavily pushing. You can mix and max vaccine; it's completely safe and etc. But I am not comfortable with mixing and maxing, matching something that's not even technically. Okay. It's it's still it, it, we don't we don't know much about these vaccines at mm. all. And I took the first shot of Pfizer and I got horrible chronic migraines which I have until now and I heard that Moderna is worse with migraine, so, uh, migraine patients so there's no mixing and maxing here but they're pushing this narrative of just mix and max because they want to they use the stock of vaccines that they already have mm. Now let me ask you this and Lady J you can chime in if you need to 
What also bothers me with this, right? So let's we're talking on an international level. If they were really serious about trying to cure and minimize the effects of COVID, why is there not just one global vaccine? Why is there different vaccines for different countries? Because um, that was the issue they were having with Cuba, because Cuba was saying they didn't want any vaccines coming from the Americas. They were working on their own set of vaccines for Cuba. So that is this thing, like if you're traveling from other countries, Mm -hmm. let's say you, okay, like our good sis, she got her vaccine here in the U.S., but she's trying to go to Netherlands to go to school so she can get to the Netherlands and they can say that the vaccine that she got here in the U.S. is not good enough. Mm -hmm. And then that's that's another vaccine in your system. True. Mm -hmm. And this is one thing that's heavily, um, heavily bothering me because uh, just the fact that, um, to me, it's like a different ranking of vaccine. One is preferred than another. It means one is superior in, in, in their eyes compared to the other types of vaccines. And that brings to me a lot of xenophobia, um, xenophobia and, um, and elitist behaviors with different, with different types of vaccines and different type of countries, knowing damn well that not every country can afford Pfizer, not every country can afford AstraZeneca. Also, not every country had the possibility to even have the contracts to have these vaccines with Pfizer, AstraZeneca, uh, and AstraZeneca, and also Moderna labs, because these labs were mostly focused on distributing and giving vaccines to the Western countries, not the rest of the world. So. How can even if these countries wanted to have Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, how could they have Pfizer and Moderna vaccines? Because they can't so even afford it for their people. Shan just said something in the comment and Shan mm-hmm. hit that right on the nail. I can't remember exactly what it was. I can't say it correctly. Y'all go in. It says depends on how the pharma company applied for the trials and the approval in the country. And that's absolutely true. What we don't want. I mean, it sounds like a, a, a one stop all fixed. You do not want one company, one pharmaceutical company to be the in control of creating a vaccine. You do not want a monopoly. That mm-hmm. is not what you want. What you do want is a variety of different agents and institutions who are all going in at one time that meet certain criterion for that region or that country to go ahead and get it done and make sure that the trials go through and all the things. I know personally, having lived in China and ever resident, still a resident of China, and I can't get back over there because the Chinese basically told me, okay, girl, you took the Moderna, that's good. But see, what happens is you're going to have to come in here and pay to stay for three weeks and, or maybe it's two now, in a hotel, um, and then you have to get the Sino pharma simopap vaccine which does not work because the brazilians the greece and somebody the greeks sent all of their crap back because it was trash okay Mm -hmm. um so then you have those things to contend with you want different vaccines you want unfortunately you want competition in this type of situation and you're right what about the second and third world nations you know, um, that's mm-hmm. a whole nother conversation. And Tedros at the World Health Organization, what are you doing, sir? What are you doing? What is, I mean, this, I mean, it boggles my mind. I've been trying to d- ask this question and me and T have been talking for years now 
um, about this. So I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on it, but couple, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, there were discussion about breaking, I don't know how the, the perfect terminology, but allowing the, the patent of the COVID-19 vaccine from Pfizer and Moderna and all these big firms for other pharmaceutical to be able to use the patent to create the same amount of vaccine. So like this distribution and the supply will be faster. And uh, I believe this discussion even happened at the G7, but um, there was some push because according to other people still in the government, um, that, that goes against the whole point of a patent because people cannot make money out of a patent. But also right. it goes against the whole point of humanity because it's also like a world thing. So anyways, long story short, the patent is not broken and uh, it's still not distributed to other type of pharmaceuticals. That's true. Mm. That's true. Well, that well, thank you. Thank you so thank much you. for calling in. You brought a wealth of information from Canada. It's my pleasure. I appreciate you. Thank you for picking me. Thanks, T. Definitely. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. She's made a lot of good points. I just, I love that. Let me go ahead and bring on Cersei X. Cersei, you're coming on the stage. Hello, Cersei. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. My name is it's Cerise. Oh, so, you know what I'm talking about, Game of Thrones. Child. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes. I, I, was, uh, I was, I was, I was, Cersei calling it Cerise. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's fine. I was at uh, Cersei t- um, Hightower from Game of Thrones, I think. I, I saw her name. I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> but yeah, similar. Um, yeah, so no, that's fine. Um I'm calling from the UK. Okay. Um, I'm 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 in south of England, Brighton, um, but I'm a Londoner, born and raised. Um, but I'm actually at the south of the um, of England, um, on the seafront. So yeah, it's um, obviously you've seen the news. Um, London is now experiencing floods, which is probably a shock to no one. Um, you know, we saw what's but been going on in Germany. But you guys got twice because y'all had a really bad flood mm. last week. And then last night I was posting video on the Discord. I was shocked at just London just flooded again. Yes, yes, definitely. I mean, um, it, what's crazy is is the stations and Walthamstow, which is where I grew up, that hasn't really flooded for years several years um i remember hearing stories about it when i was a kid and i was born in the 90s but it was like oh that will never happen you know (laughs) and then fast forward um and it's it's crazy to see you know my friends that are still living there and they're on their way to work and she's like okay can i do this (laughs) um so it's it's very scary but um I, I still think Germany, it, it was hit hardest for them. It's um, it's devastating. Yeah, um, they have whole towns that are not coming back in Germany. It's it's a wrap for some of those towns. Yeah, not coming back at all. You know, it's unlivable. Um, and so there's a you know an element of um, I I feel very blessed, but touch all the wood like an entire forest of wood because <laughs> I'm by the sea and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just, um, I need to do a lot of praying. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, the devastation is, is not as bad, but it's still, it, it's still, it's still a lot. 
Um, but what I wanted to sort of mention or sort of touch on was um, I remember you talking in your your last live stream on YouTube about um, the wobbling of the moon. Mm-hmm. And um, what I find a bit interesting is that um, astrologically it was an out-of-bounds moon um, on the full moon that was in Aquarius on the 23rd. Um, and it's not, it, it happens, but it's quite rare. And it's basically when the moon is out of the eclipse, it's out of alignment with the sun, because usually they're conjunct. Um, but once in a blue moon, it goes out of bounds. And it's sort of like, it's sort of like anything goes um, in terms of the collective. And I know I probably sound like a weirdo, <laughs> um, but I just, it's just too many coincidences and then with all the flooding happening, it's um, it's very almost biblical. I'm still very dubious and sceptical with everything that's going on with the the vaccines. And um, I think it's okay to be sceptical. But another thing at the same time is the pandemic, um, which is millions of people across the UK had have um, downloaded this NHS app. Um, which is our health service and all of a sudden um, there was a freedom day which was um, just recently um, the 19th of July and so basically it's like all the COVID rules were lifted and then millions of people um, across the country just experiencing all these pings all these alerts basically um, on this trace app um, that's been downloaded to their phones and it basically just telling them to isolate because you, you've been at risk or you've been exposed. And what I find very unsettling is, so we've had all of these sort of regulations and protocols up until now. And now it's like, there's even a message on the bus, like just going to the bus to go to, I don't know, boots or whatever. Um, it's like now that uh, there's an announcer on the bus that's like um now the restrictions have been lifted you can use all seats um you can use you can wear your mask or not and it's like just the biggest lift of everything and i really think and i hope i'm wrong i hope everything i'm saying is wrong but it's just my guess i really think they're sort of having this giant lift because there will be another lockdown when it comes to winter you know, winter is coming to, you know, repeat what you said. Um, I really think that that's what they're preparing for in terms of just, you know, letting everything out and all these pings. It's just a reflection of how sensitive the app already was, which I find interesting, um, but also quite scary. Sorry, I know I've just like rambled forever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate you calling in. We got a lot of calls. So I'm definitely going to bring yeah. more people on. But thank you for bringing up that information about the ping because I was hearing about that in the UK. Yes, thank you very much. All right, you have a good day. You too, you too. Okay, so we have a lot of people calling in. Let me know in the chat if you're calling in and you're from overseas so I can look up your name. Um, until then, I'm just going to pick. And if they're overseas, they're overseas. Um, 
Neo, you're coming to the stage. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello, Neo. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, and you? I'm good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from South Africa. Thank you so much for taking my call. Hey, my South Africans! <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah. Um, yeah, so first of all, disclaimer. Um, I believe a lot in vaccines because, you know, we know in the past they've done a lot for like the whole world. I mean, mm-hmm. we've gotten rid of measles. We've gotten rid of polio and like, you know, all those terrible diseases. All of that, it worked before. And we know we appreciate the vaccines. We know that. However, the vaccines of yesteryear are not the same vaccines of today. Because I feel before you had the chance to say something when there were issues regarding the vaccine. But now if you say anything, then it's a huge problem. Now if you state that, oh my gosh, I have a grievance at home. Someone has died from taking the vaccine. Then, oh no, you are being a problem. We're not going to consider what you're saying. We're not going to put this in the report. And for me, how is that science? Because I always believed from growing up that, you know, science, we are searching for the truth. So we're going to try mm-hmm. something out. We're going to have, um, what's this, uh, a theory. Fine, I'm going to try this out. And if there's an issue, I need to note it down so I'm able to fix the issue so that I have better medicines. So why is it now that you can't say anything? If someone dies from your family, you have to keep quiet. Or if you say something, oh, no, you're going to discourage other people from taking the vaccine. Why is that, though? Shouldn't we be more honest because that's mm-hmm. for the betterment for everyone. So why 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 are you shaming people from reporting? Because as I'm speaking now, I'm from a um, funeral this weekend. We buried my mother's uncle. It was for me. I didn't take it so badly because I didn't know him. But for my mom, it was very hard for her because she kind of um, had a close relationship with him, and it was hard for her. And then when we speak about it, she's like, "Oh no, yeah, he took the vaccine and he died," but. I'm like, okay, did anyone report? I mean, what are the health people saying about this? And Mm. it's all crickets. No one is saying anything. Why why are we not allowed to discuss this? Because it's important. Right, and that's one of my issues is that there's people who've gotten the vaccine and have also died. But for some reason, that's hush-hush. But as soon as somebody who said, I don't want the vaccine, and they get it, and they get COVID and they die, they're going through their Twitter feed. They're going through their Instagram to see, you know, all their pro-anti-vaccine stuff. And to me, that's so disrespectful that you're trying to go through somebody's Twitter feed to throw their death in their face because they didn't get the vaccine when you have people who've gotten the vaccine and still died. Exactly. And nobody gets through their feed. We need that information because we want to make better medicines. So why aren't we reporting right. this? Because I get that. Okay, because for him, yes, he was an older gentleman. But still, we do need to have this information so that we can iterate and fix whatever needs to be fixed so that we have good quality um, medicines. And then also another thing. So my sister, she's with a company right now. You have to get vaccinated for you to work there because if you don't then it's an issue so there was a guy 
who went to get the vaccine and then he literally went into the pa- uh, the parking lot and then he collapsed to something because I didn't really get the full story, but I know he had some weird adverse um, impact, but he is okay. I mean, he's recovered, but still, we need to know all of this so that we're able to report it so that the people can deal with it because it is important. So why why are we not discussing this? I mean, aren't we like... Like we all, we we all want this to go away. No one wants um COVID anymore. We're sick of it. Right. So can right. we just be honest? Can we just all be honest so we can find a solution? I mean, we all want to get back to work. We we want to be free again. Everyone right. wants to get rid of all of this. Like we're not trying to be anti-vaxxers, but we want the truth. I mean, can we just be honest about this? Period. People are even saying in the chat that when they had went to go, people who got vaccinated, when they went to tell about their symptoms, they were shamed. Yes. Like I have a friend right now who is right. vaccinated and now this person is losing their sense of smell. So they're scared that they may, you know, have COVID, even though they've been vaccinated, they have to go try and get a yeah. test. And it's yeah. almost like they're even shaming them. Like, Oh, it's, it's probably not that the vaccine works. What are you trying to say? No. And no. it's like, just be honest, just be honest. Exactly. So that way exactly. if it needs to be tweaks in the medication. It can be tweaks. And then people like myself Thank you. can feel comfortable Thank enough you. to go get it. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, we all want COVID gone. I mean, really, like, we, we're not stupid. We know what COVID does. But can we be honest? I mean, we want proper medicine. So can we just all be honest, period? That's it. You Definitely. Know, well, gonna, thank you gonna, so much for oh, calling in, me, y'all. Oh, no, you can <laughs> no problem. You were, I was jumping in at the wrong time. My apologies. No, you um, no go problem. ahead and say what you have to say. Neo, right. And I want to yes. add something. Just my own personal experience. Yes. Now, I was in China. T knows this. I was in China when the coronavirus was first uh, discovered. I remember reading in a paper them thinking it was SARS and talking to my friends like, hey, y'all were here during the SARS situation. What what are we going to deal with? And they're like, oh, maybe a few weeks it'll be gone. But something about that didn't seem right with me. Within a week, I had been hospitalized for pneumonia which I think was misdiagnosed. I think I had Corona because I lived in East China. People I knew had been in Wuhan. So I'm certain I had it, right? So Mm -hmm. I had noticed that my breathing was labored. Of course, I gained weight because I was on lockdown, emotionally eating like everybody else. Then I returned to the United States. Then this April, I say, okay, I meet some criteria. Let me go ahead and get the vaccine. I get the vaccine. After going on Reddit, doing my due diligence and finding that people like with the Moderna are having some 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 are having some issues and some are not. Okay, I personally think that I had it and I have had some slight um, reactions to it. Went to the doctor and I am not kidding you guys. The doctor and the ER actually said these people do not know what the fuck they are doing. That's what the doctor told me. And I said, well, sir, really? (laughs) You know, those were his exact words. And he said, the thing about it is we are in uncharted territory. And while we have science on our side, we have disinformation on our side. What did he mean by they don't know what the fuck they're doing? They're f- the, the powers that be are fighting against not only the vaccine and the, and the, and the pandemic, but they're fighting again with disinformation. 
And I can understand people's fears. Why did I go get the vaccine? Because I decided that that was best for me. I understand that some of my um, side effects are possibly related to me having COVID originally, the probably the first strain, and that I have to do maybe some things for myself to work, you know, hopefully work itself out. But am I going to sit here and say, no, don't go get it done or you should get it done? It's really up to that person's individual choice. And I think that we really need to play the long game because this first Spanish flu didn't leave society until 1958. It's not going anywhere. And we have to play the long game here, I think. And that's just my point. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Let me go ahead and bring on some more people here. Uh, Laura, Laura, you're coming to the stage. Hello, you guys. Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. I'm a long time tea sippers. Uh, so really, I'm really happy to be there. Oh, merci beaucoup. I can hear that accent, honey. Yes, yes, honey. <laughs> <laughs> merci, Ti. Merci. I love talking to all my overseas people. Like, it's just amazing. I have some people overseas that watch me. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on in France? Honestly, the situation is really bad. The government uh, just lose their mind. Um, basically, we have something called sanitary pass, pass sanitaire. So basically, uh, you have to take the vaccine or do a PCR test if you want to go uh, to the museum, to uh, the theaters. And um, yeah, so that's the first type of, uh, of measure. And the second mm. type is that um, in August 30, you will, they will check the sanitary pass if you want to go to the restaurant, if you want to go to the cafe, and uh, it will be everywhere. If you want to go in, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, amusement park also, they will check the sanitary pass. So basically the, the people here are very angry. Um, and, uh, they they feel like the government play us and they, it's like a mind game, you know, because here in France, basically, um, people uh, did not want to vaccine because they don't have enough information, etc. Mm. But also um, because here the PCR tests are free, basically, because we have a system of free healthcare, you know. So basically, mm. people were taking the test if they wanted to go to a party and to be just to feel safe. So basically, the government say, you know what, you don't, you guys don't want to do the vaccine because uh, there is the free test. So what we are going to do is that we are stopping the free test. Now in September, you have to pay your test to do everything. So if you want to go, imagine that you want to take a pizza. The pizza costs like 20 euros just mm -hmm. to take the pizza. If you don't have the vaccine, you have to make a, a COVID test that's 50 euros. So basically they are playing the people to force us to get the vaccine. I don't know if it's make, uh, it's making sense. So you're saying that if you don't have the vaccine, then you have to pay extra money every time to test to show somebody that you don't have the COVID. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's going to be expensive. If everywhere you go, you got to pay, you know, for an instant test, 
And so that's what they're trying to do. Either you pay for an instant test everywhere you go, or yeah. else you get the vaccine and save money. Wow, the French yes. think they're slick. Yeah, and the, and the, <laughs> yes, the, Macron is uh, really, you think that we are dumb. Uh, um, and also, one of the, the, the biggest, uh, the biggest uh, uh, thing is that um, they wanted to fire every people that uh, don't have the pass, the sanitary pass in September. They wanted mm. to pass the bill that if you are working, imagine like fast food and stuff like that, in contact with the public, if you are not vi vaccinated, you are fired. They wanted to pass this bill, but uh, finally they did not, uh, they were not able to pass it like that. So Because they, of the riots, right? Because you yeah. guys started rioting when they were trying to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. People were very, very upset. So basically, what they are doing now is that you will not be fired, but you will not receive your salary. What? Yes. That's fucked up. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> what yeah. are you saying? She's saying yeah. you won't salary? be fired, but you're basically working for free. You won't get a salary. Yeah. Until you go get the test. So it's just another way. Like, yeah. wow, the French president is Wow. Bugging. It's just another way for him to force it on people without forcing it. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, okay, fine, we won't it. fire you. You can work your ass off and, and, you know, wait tables and do everything, but you won't get a check until you go get the vaccine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Very, it's, uh, it's very complicated. And, um, another thing is that, um, uh, there is some really, uh, right, alt-right people that are very, very angry about it. And, um, the intelligence, like, uh, the, the, I don't know, like, uh, the FBI of France, I don't know how to say it. They are very worried that, um, uh, this, uh, these, these, uh, right, alt-right people make oh, lead to, uh, like, terrorism. Yeah. Terrorism. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Domestic terrorism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Oh, because they look like them and they can't tell them apart, huh? You know, they wanted to call everybody else terrorists in France. Ah, uh, you know? yeah. But, uh, the, the alt-right people are very upset and they are very, uh, very much anti-vax and, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's it's gonna be honestly in September. I think that uh, the the country will be facing a lot of unrest. Really, I mm. agree with you. I've been hearing that too. I'm trying to decide should I go to the Netherlands because I'm waiting from the government to say if it's worthwhile. Because I'm mm. seeing all what's going on. I'm like, mm, maybe I want to wait till next semester. Mm. <laughs> Mm, honestly, I don't know, but the the unrest will start in September because uh, the the sanitary pass will be f in full force, and the and the bill for the 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 salary also uh, will be in full force. So mm. basically, uh, I think the unrest will be very strong in September. And in the coming, the upcoming months. Month. Well, Laura, thank you so much. Um, thank you, Tip. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I took French for three years. Y'all don't know uh, that. Tu, yes, parles, <laughs> tu parles très bien français. I didn't know I was fluent, ma'am, but. <laughs> you, you, it's, it, it, you, you speak a, a really good French. 
Thank you. Like, just, you know, come see, come side. Just, you know, a little bit, a little bit. Okay, <laughs> okay you guys. To you. <laughs> Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Definitely. Bye. <laughs> yeah, make sure y'all hook up with some jewels. She did an awesome job. Like, she really brought a lot of info. Like, I knew was they were bugging in France, but I didn't know the, the president was doing all types of little slick angles. Like, oh, that yes, is insane. And Macron is a little bit a hot He's mess, a girl. He's a trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love this global tea. Let's, let me go ahead and bring on May D. May D, come on through. I'm bringing you to the stage. May? Yes. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay. Hi, hi, everybody. I'm good. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? From the Netherlands. Okay. Netherlands in the house. Yes. <laughs> so let me start with the AstraZeneca before I forget, because Nunu was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also um, stopped in the Netherlands because a lot of people didn't want to take it. And they decided with the good hearts of the Netherlands people to donate it to black and brown countries. Mm. So the stuff that is not good enough for us has been sent to Suriname, Indonesia and Capo Verde. Wow. The former colonies. How convenient. Yes, 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 exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's it's so much going on. So, what are you seeing out there right now in the Netherlands, as so far as like the vaccine unrest, things like that? There is unrest. Uh, there was a demonstration. Yes, no Sunday. Yes, mm-hmm. there was a demonstration yet yesterday, and but they don't show anything on the news. We don't see any demonstration. If we believe the news, the mainstream news, we think everybody agrees with this. Um, mm-hmm. They have daily polls that show that everybody wants to get the vaccine. Um, if you follow the news, you think everybody's happy, everybody believes the government, everybody is going along with it. But it's not true. The government lies every day. They, they lie to young people now. They tell them if you get the vaccine, you are allowed to go to festivals, you are allowed to go to concerts. So all the young people took the vaccine and then they said, no, there are too much uh, people getting COVID again. This summer, no festivals, no concerts, nothing. So they keep lying to people to get the vaccine, promising things. Okay, so let me make this clear. So you said they prom- the government promised all the young people yeah. that you guys can go to festivals and enjoy yourself mm-hmm. for the summer as long as you get the vaccine. Yes. So people went and did it, and now they're yeah. pulling the okie doke and Everything. saying, no, yes. we're not going to be able to do anything. We're shutting back down. Yes. Wow. And now they want, uh, now in Europe, because the Netherlands is, of course, in Europe, and the AU, it, it's one law, you know? So mm-hmm. if Germany has a law, everybody's going to have the same law. So what's happening in France now is coming also to the Netherlands. We already have a digital corona passport if you want to travel within the eu you have to have the digital passport on your phone it's also an app now you're yeah, saying okay. that you have to have a digital passport to travel yes within also the EU? If, yes yes if, if you travel from the netherlands to spain or to france or denmark or whatever you have to have an app on your phone you have to show that you have the vaccine or that you have uh, done a test within so many hours before you travel and um 
in Germany, and you know what's the craziest thing about this? They keep distracting us with all these new rules. The rules change every day. Like mm -hmm. you have to check the news every day to know what you can do or can't do because it, it changes a lot. But in the meanwhile, they are pushing these new laws that nobody knows about because they do not mention it on the news. You have to look it up on the websites from the government to see what new law have they pushed today. And now they have two new laws. One is that um, in times of... Uh, now they have given COVID-19 a special status, the A status. That means it's even more dangerous than Ebola. What? Yes. Then wow. Ebola, the, the, yes. the disease that you bleed through every orifice? Are yes. you serious? Yes, yes. They gave COVID-19 the A status. When a disease has the A status, they can do whatever they want with the people. Exactly. Wow. Yes. So that's why they did it. Yes, but they didn't tell it because the day that they pushed this law, some famous crime investigator got murdered and all the news was only speaking about that. I heard about that. I was wondering what yes. that was about. Yes. That's also a shady murder, but that's another right. topic. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> also a lot of things that don't match up, that they don't add up. But they have a new law. It's the A status. If a disease has an A status, they can f enter your home without knocking, without anything. They can just enter your home. Now, yeah, what does that sound like, sis? Remember we were watching the, mm. that bird song on the on Discord yep. two weeks ago yep. together? Yep. Yep. Remember that movie, Bird Song? I, rem I remember. Yes. yes, and it's coming. It's it's yes, here. Yes. Sorry, it's, it's here. It's, it's already put on paper now. It's a law. Yeah. They can enter, it's, force into your home, take you if they think you, you are sick or if somebody called them and said, yeah, I think she has COVID. They can come in, take you to a hospital, force you to have a medical investigation. They give you medicine, whatever they want, keep you isolated as long as they want. Mm-hmm. It's like sounds like China. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's wow. why I left because I didn't want to be cordoned off. I was like, yeah, yes. I know I'm going to have to get out of here one day. Wow. Yeah. Yes. And another law is if you don't uh, agree with what the mainstream media says and you put it on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, um, you can be considered uh, a terrorist. No. Wow. Yes. See, I don't so, even have the freedom to like rant and rave the way we do here in America. No, they they mm. are censoring so much, so much. Like I said, the mainstream media doesn't even speak about all the protests in the UK, in Australia, in all over the world. They didn't show anything. And if they mention a protest and you can see with your own eyes, there were like a 100,000 people. They will say, oh, there were 200 people protesting. Mm -hmm. and try and minimize it yes this like just goes to show you this is why i wanted to do an international show because there's so many things that are going on globally that mm -hmm. we just don't know in our own yeah. little bubble like you yeah. guys know some of the stuff that goes on here in the states because you follow me i don't yes. know all of you guys so that's mm -hmm. why i want to have this platform so we can hear from people from france and the netherlands and south africa but one thing i'm getting from this conversation that we've been having for the past hour is that there's some major things coming down the pipeline. Mm 
And this is bigger than just the vaccine. And that's what I want people to to realize. We cannot let people divide us with this whole, I'm vaccinated, you're not vaccinated, you're a bad guy, I'm a good guy. Because what's really coming down the pipeline is censorship and and, and control, complete control. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. It's scary to think about. But thank you so much for calling in, man. You're welcome. really appreciate it, sis. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you later. So let me go ahead and bring on some more people. We have a lot of people with their hands up. Um, let me bring on Lisa Thompson. Lisa, you're coming to the stage. Hello? Hello, hi, Lisa. Hi, I'm calling you hi, from... You? I'm fine, I'm in the UK here. I know the accent, I'm American, but I live in oh, the UK. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, in the UK? No, no, I am American, but I've been living here for quite a while now. I I haven't lost the accent, but, you know, there we are. Okay, no worries. So what's going on over there, sis? All right. So Boris has recently come out and said that we're going to have to have the vaccine passport starting in September if we wanted to go to like a crowded place like a nightclub or a concert or something like that. And just a few months ago, he said that we were never going to have the vaccine passport. Mm. So he's been turning things around and saying stuff like that. And I I really think that this whole thing is a divide and conquer. I feel like I'm on an episode of Black Mirror. I really do. Mm. Because when um, almost 90 percent of all British adults have been vaccinated. Oh, wow. And yeah, yeah. And they've opened up the UK. And I really think they're going to try. This is just a theory. Hopefully Mm -hmm. I'm wrong. But I think come wintertime, they're going to lock down the country again and they're going to blame the unvaccinated. And ain't but 10 percent of the people. Right. You ain't wrong, right. Lisa. You telling the truth because they saying that over here already. Did uh, T? Didn't you just say that about mm-hmm. that in that, Chicago? Oh, that, and the, the Alabama, Chicago the Alabama governor. Yeah. Chicago governor came out. This was like just three days ago, and he said that right now they are looking into locking stuff down if, if it keeps getting worse with the unvaccinated people. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And I see, the thing Lisa. is, yeah, you know, and see, the thing is, there. They're mixing up herd immunity mm-hmm. and saying and, and they actually want herd vaccination because many people are actually immune because if you had the disease, you still have the antibodies for at least six months. And mm, so I yeah, right. And I've had um, there's a website here because I have a friend, I have a lot of different friends in different places and um, she works with developing it and without going into great detail. And there's a website here called the Vaccine Knowledge Project. Oh, I'm right there now. And, and if anybody wants to know about any vaccines, anything like that, then, you know, you can just go to that website and find out about it. Because on all the websites, uh, like I went to the Moderna vaccine website and they said that their vaccine um, the trial doesn't end until 2023. Well, if if I really wanted to take the vaccine, shouldn't I wait to 2023 when the trial's over? Right. 
Right. You see? You know what, you Lisa, see? too? You make a very good point. Um, is it for the people that live in in London? Do you guys know where um, Devonshire is? Devon. Devonshire is like mid. That's up north almost. I'm going to see if T remember this. T, remember that we were talking about that um, Delta 32 variant, that, that gene that mm-hmm. made people less susceptible to AIDS? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember? And they were, we were, they were testing that man's blood from the 80s and stuff. Yeah, he never right. he never got AIDS while everybody else got AIDS. Right. And at least mm. when she said that, she made me think about it. Now, what I remember is an EM village in Derbyshire. Der- if I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry. It's this Delta 13 variant that was built in, you know, genetically from people who had got bubonic bed in the 14th century. Okay? So mm-hmm. what happened is this this, this whatever this geneticist right he does these tests and find that these people their receptors didn't allow the the hiv to connect so it made them you know immune i guess is the correct word sorry for my terminology so they found that one percent of people with european descent have this mutation okay now i was telling me and t were talking when back when this happened in January 2020, and the Chinese were giving antiviral AIDS uh, medication to COVID patients. And I was telling T, I said, is it aerosol AIDS? What's going on? And I wonder if, from what I've been seeing with these different variants, are they trying to ascertain and say for those who have the vaccine and maybe have the antibodies, oh, you guys are protected. But I keep still seeing people who have it continue to get Corona, either the Labita or the Delta or the Gamma. So are we really protected? Yes or no? I, I, I need yeah. answers to this. It's so confusing. But when you said yeah. that, it made me think about that story. T, you remember, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and you know, they're definitely can misconstruing the whole herd immunity situation. Uh, they really are. They really are. And I guess one one other thing here is with the NHS, if you wanted to take the vaccine, you can't choose which one you're going to get. You just get what they give you. Wow. So if you don't want to oh, take, so you guys uh, can't pick them in the UK. Right, right. So if you wanted to take Ast- or if you wanted to take Pfizer and they have AstraZeneca, that's what you're going to get. Wow. So it's not even fair mm-hmm. all across the board. That's the thing that's just crazy. Now, somebody in the chat was saying that they work in the hospital and they said there is no COVID unit in their hospital. That basically there's nobody there that's even sick. So a lot of this is fear mongering. And yeah. it really works because I remember um, last year when I got sick and I ended up, that was one of the reasons why I didn't go to the ER right away. Because every time you turned on the news, they're talking about all these COVID patients in the ER. And if you go mm-hmm. down there, you're going to risk catching it. So if you don't have it, you're not going to be you know, ready to rush to go down to the emergency room and put yourself at risk. So exactly. that's why I was like scared, like because I didn't know what I was going to encounter when I got to the emergency room. And I remember walking into the ER that day after suffering on the couch for two days and there was literally no one there. Wow. I was the only person. And the first thing they said is, um, are you sure you don't have COVID? Because I was was having breathing issues. I said, no, I just been tested. Not even a few weeks ago. I don't have it. Well, we got to test you again. Do what y'all got to do. But there's something else going on here. COVID is not the only disease in the world. 
Exactly. And then that's when they, they rushed me back to go get the x-ray and, and all that stuff. But they got my COVID test back within like a matter of two hours. And it came back negative, And that's when they found all the blood clots. And like I, when I was talking to the doctor, and he said, well, how come you didn't come in right away? I said, because the news kept saying, don't come to the ER. That doctors are all... Wow. Want, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, you don't want to come in if you're feeling like it may not be as big as an emergency because that's how they kept pushing it. And like I said, when I got that, I was the only one there. So I believe it when they're saying that they're like a lot of the hospitals are still empty, but the way the media is talking, they're acting like people are still falling out dying. Yeah. And that's not really the case. Facts. Not at all. Yeah, well, thank so. you so much for calling in. I, I really appreciate Miss Lisa. And thank you. <laughs> no, you brought a lot of wealth of information. I'm, I, I just like hearing everything that's going on in these different countries because I didn't know that UK people weren't even allowed to have a choice. And no. so many of your population is vaccinated, but the way they're talking, there's all these hooligans refusing to be vaccinated. But you just exactly. said 90% of the people are. Almost 90% it's, it's of the adults are. Yep, yep, it wow. is. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You have a good day. <laughs> Yeah, it's just really interesting the way all of this stuff is being construed. So I'm glad that we're getting like the real information from people. Tonya, back on the stage. I think you for her Hey, yes. hi, how are you? Hey, how are you? First of all, I'm I want to say good. I'm so happy to be awake when you go live in the green tea room. Wow. I'm yeah, so, that's so happy I to go here. earlier. I was like, I want to hear from my people overseas. So that's how I was like, let's do an earlier show. So where are you calling from? Paris, France. Another Frenchie here. Okay. All right. Yeah. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love, love, love that. Oh, oh, we oui. Let me tell you, Auntie. And by the way, hello, Lady J. Um, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so weird here. Uh, mm -hmm. It's becoming real messed up the president is doing some really shady shit um not only concerning the covid situation but also uh regarding the the politics because i think they always find a way to you know correlate everything because when money is involved then shit starts to change in a weird way so as laura said earlier yes we have this um sanitary pass that shows if you are vaccinated or not and you will have to use it to have access to basically everything so cafes restaurants um places of you know culture um concert venues theaters even shit like the grocery the grocery store bro you will mm -hmm. have to you will have to uh present that pass or pay for the PCR test, which is going against the whole, you know, free healthcare system. And I really don't like the fact that now there is a switch, like the COVID situation is something that happened. It was beyond our control. And right. when I, when I say our, the people, you know, not the scientists who decided to play God. But, yeah, it was beyond our, uh, our control. So the fact that we have this free health uh, health healthcare system 
we were all happy, you know, like we don't have to suffer the consequences of something that is not our choice. But now there's this switch with everything that the president is saying. It feels like he's saying now, if you don't do this, if you don't take the vaccine, now it's on you. Now it's mm -hmm. on you. Like the, the, the system will not protect you anymore and you won't be able to be a free citizen. Now, I'm vaccinated. I literally got my second shot this morning mm -hmm. and I really didn't want to do it that soon. But I also am working. I'm an English teacher and on the side, I'm a musician and Like Laura said, to be able to go out, to be able to work, if you don't, if you don't get vaccinated, you probably won't be able to work, probably won't be able to do what you do. And I just couldn't take another year and a half of being financially unstable. So right. that's on, that's on me. That's my choice. I, I decided to get vaccinated before the president basically forced the people mm -hmm. and he he and his whole government have been having this double-sided um type of speech from the beginning of, of all this in the beginning they were like yes uh we don't know what's happening but don't worry the disease is not that bad it's like a flu you don't have to wear a mask that's what they were telling us Then they were like, oh, yeah, you have to wear a mask. Okay, no problem. And then when the vaccine started to, you know, uh, get on the market by, I don't know, November, December, the president was like, yeah, I'm not going to force you to get vaccinated. I really won't. You know, it's it's something that you still have. That's to what they all said. And it ended up being a lie. From right. Boris to here in the U.S., you know. It's not mandatory, it's a choice. Now it's just all this constant shaming and moving of the goalpost. Which I don't understand because why do you want to shame the people if it's if the if the vaccine was that good and mm -hmm. if everything if everything worked that well, why do you like why do they do they do they need to create this separation between those who get vaccinated and those who don't want to do it. And right. it's only happening, you know, at the the top of the pyramid, honestly. The media is spreading all this, you know, hate and all this um, divisive speech when in actuality, people don't really, like, they don't really care if you get vaccinated or not. But because the media, TV, radio, and everyone up there start to, you know, start to create this whole conflict, then it's a problem for the people, actually. Now, I do believe things will change only if, and I'm only speaking in France because I don't know in other parts of the, uh, parts of the world, but things can change only if People come together, but really like in a really strong way, which I don't think is going to happen since we're already divided.
Do you, does that nice. make sense? No, that makes sense. And plus, people sense. nowadays are weak. They don't yeah. want to be uncomfortable. So you're not going to have a French Revolution in 2021, unfortunately. Right. People don't want to be uncomfortable. It's just the truth of the matter. Yes. I also have a, like one last point that uh-huh. that relates to everything, to all of this. Uh, this is the last year of uh, the president's uh, presidency. <laughs> I forgot the word. Sorry. <laughs> so he's basically trying to push everything he has uh, he has planned and yeah so basically everyone who has a job has to get vaccinated everyone and guess who this whole um vaccine agenda excluded so the police does not have to get vaccinated because they know yeah what Yes, yes. And we've like we've been having this whole police brutality thing going on. Right. And it's been it's been really, you know, it's been really um you know, on the front, I think, ever since, you know, George Floyd's murder murder mm-hmm. because it was so so like it, it was global. It literally like people people could not, you know, avoid it. Right. So and the police don't have to be vaccinated, but the citizens do. That's very interesting. That's but guess interesting. guess why? Because they know they know that they're going to force us to get vaccinated. People are going to be riot, uh, rioting against, and they need the police healthy. They, yes, <laughs> that's that's exactly it. They, they, they need. need they, the, we don't need the police coming. Yeah, they need to beat the people's ass. They need they need the police on their side. Because if they right. had the police against them, who's going to defend them? Who's going to protect mm. them? Yep. Yep. She said Well, it. thank you so much for calling in, Antonio. You made some really, really good points. Thank you so much, T. I love you. I've been uh, TC for, for, I don't know, <laughs> 10 years, bro. Here we are. Love you, too. <laughs> Finally get to talk, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for calling in, sis. Bye-bye. Have a nice day. Bye. You, too. That is crazy. So the police don't have to be vaccinated. That's deep. And then your other caller who jumped in from the Netherlands, I forgot the sister name. I saw a thing come through. Right. Yeah. Saying that the 12 year old kids didn't need their parents permission to vaccinate. The Netherlands is really interesting because you can move out at an early age. That's a very interesting society. I can't wait to get there. But I saw that and she's right with that. And then the Macron situation or Macron. Um, okay. it's yeah, wrong. It's a beautiful accident. Sorry, no, no shade, no disrespect, y'all. <laughs> Let me go ahead and bring on Elise. Elise, you're on the stage. She said she wants Hi, to you can hear me. Yes, we can hear you. How are you? Okay, I'm doing great. Um, so I'm just where are you calling in from? Only give you sorry. Where are you calling in from? Sorry, I'm calling in from the Bahamas. Okay. So what's going on in the Caribbean? Okay, I'm going to try my best to only give you the cliff notes. <laughs> so um, when everything hit the fan last year in March of 2020, I don't know if you guys know, but without exaggerating, at least 70% of the Bahamian population works in the tourism and hotel industry. So... 
once all the hotels and the airports and everything shut down, the majority of everybody was sent home, including myself and my husband. So I was lucky enough. I was fortunate enough to find a job in the medical field as an office administrator while we were sent home. Meanwhile, my husband, who's been off from work from March of last year, literally just went back to work two weeks ago. Mm. So with that being the case, um, keeping in mind, we've been on lockdown since last year. We technically never came off of lockdown. When everything happened back in March of last year, we had weekend lockdowns. You couldn't leave your house Saturday and Sunday. Our curfew throughout the week was, I think, 7 p.m. at first. Then they moved it to 8 p.m. Then they moved it to 9 p.m. Then in October of last year, they moved it to 10 p.m. And it's been 10 p.m. from October last year till about April this year. And the prime minister literally just had a press conference on Saturday or Friday, I believe. And he pushed the curfew up again. So we're still on curfew. And he's speaking again on Wednesday. I have, We have no idea what's to come when he's speaking on Wednesday. But with this new wave, with these new variants coming out, I can't imagine that it's going to be good news coming on Wednesday. So it seems like it's a lot of things that are just going on, even globally in Caribbeans. And I know I heard that the Caribbeans has some of the lowest vaccinated rates. Like a lot of people there have, are not vaccinated. Um, I want to I want to agree with that. But on mm-hmm. the same note, okay, I'm vaccinated because, like I said, I was lucky enough to find a new job in the medical field. Mm-hmm. My husband, he still works at the hotel and... Um, he got vaccinated as well. One of the reasons being two of us wanted to travel in September. So it would just, it just would have been easier for us to get vaccinated to travel. And then on top of that, me working in the medical field now and him now being back to work back in, uh, I can't remember which month. I want to say March, the hotel he works at, he works at sent out a memo saying come September, um, they will no longer be paying for their rapid antigen tests because they have like a contract with one of the hospitals over here where they, the employees have to get tested every two weeks and the hotel themselves would pay for the test. So they send out a memo saying come September 1st, if you're not vaccinated, you'll have to pay for your own test. So that's one of the reasons that led him to get vaccinated on top of the fact that we want to travel later on in the year. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling in with that information on what's going on in the Bahamas. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. (laughs) All right. Very good talking to you. So it's almost five o'clock. Bye. So it's almost five o'clock. We're just going to take a few more calls. Ronan, go ahead. You're on the stage. Hey, T, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. How are you? I'm good. Finally uh, able to come come through. Want to say much love to the tea sippers and uh, much love to you. It's been a good minute. 
Thank you. So what do you think about all this stuff that's going on right now? Well, I wanted to say to the people, this is the pregame to the Hunger Games. In my personal opinion. Oh, not the he Hunger Games. He ain't lying. He is not lying. Mm. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, um, it it's, it's more of a war of values. Right now, you got people who are trying to crank up this gender war, which is nonsensical because mm-hmm. I need someone to tell me. I'll pay you $100 right now if you can tell me who wins in that nonsensical war. Number two, you're looking at we're getting pressure from all areas. If you can't, if they're, they're trying to pressure you to where like you're supposed to take this experimental vaccine, which if you get it, you can still get sick, which kind of I personally think is a waste of time. That's why a lot of us are hanging back. Then you don't have people who are you know, united or at least as communities. That's why I call them ethnic outposts because our values are in the wrong place and the things we do value don't, va- uh, don't benefit us. So you're getting all this pressure from all these places. They can easily set the dregs of society upon each other and they can sit back and protect themselves. As you know, the lady said, the police and whatnot, they're not, they are not required to be vaccinated. That way you have the animals fight that, fight it out. Then you put your, uh, uh, your rules and control in, in, uh, in order. You called it, sir. I was thinking the same thing, like all the world's governments behind the scenes are coalescing together and, and talking the same language. That's exactly yeah. what's going on. And uh, I also wanted to say, it's like when you have venues like this, they're not appreciated because you don't have a script. You don't have a battery put in your back. and You're not comfortable with a thumb or a hand up your ass telling you to talk out your ass and speak against the people. You're giving open and honest commentary to people, blunt information that they need to know. That way they can know how to move and organize properly. This is where we should have things as far as like uh, neighborhood watches. We have things about homeschooling. We start uh, instead of have to work for a job. You start working from home. You can make money that way. You know, you can start doing things to where you work as a collective to where, again, you show the government that you're not puppets and slaves at their whim. And you can start doing things. It's like if you have an actual community, you guys have like a communal garden to where you guys can build on that, have work, actually feed your families, learn how to train each other as far as like um, first aid, CPR, firearms training, you know, self-defense, things that are pertaining to us as a people to keep us solid. Yeah, because people are going to have to start figuring out some stuff because. There's not going to be too many more handouts with the no. government. You know, the the rent mandatorium is over in a lot of places. Um, if they go back down on lockdown, I don't think they're going to have enough money for another round of unemployment. And, you know, um, and all these benefits that they had the first year. And even a lot of people missed out on some of that stuff. You know, the PPP loans, they don't, they don't you know, fraud it that so bad. All that yeah. is a wrap. You know, so people really mm-hmm. have to start thinking outside the box on how they're going to secure themselves, not only financially, but even with the food, because it's going to be to the point where there may not be anything left at the grocery stores for several months on time. Because right now, half the world is literally dealing with floods. The other half is dealing with droughts. But what people aren't realizing, that's affecting the food population. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of food that we will not be able to have access to come this year. Because everything yeah. has a trickle-down effect. So, yeah, you definitely made some really good points, Ronan. I appreciate you for saying that. Hey, anytime. Just to say, like, uh, I definitely encourage you to keep pushing. 
and everybody out here across the globe and you know just even here you know i know lovely to you for over 12 years and she stays accountable this is why she promotes all of us to be accountable not just for ourselves but each other all this rugged individualism has not done shit for us yeah. so that's why we have to turn the corner and it's like you know what we have to learn how to trust ourselves in order to learn how to trust each other in order to build a trust we're talking about economic and other things in order to create wealth amongst us that way we aren't controlled by other other people who don't serve our interests back thank you once again ronan i appreciate you calling in I'm good, and much luck to the tea sippers and all you fakes. You can sit on a rusty lawnmower uh, blade and spin. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's such a mess. He always be funny. I remember him. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's going to come through and drop some jewels. Always. Always. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Let me go ahead and bring on Chris Arnold. Um, He wanted to say some things. Chris, you're on the stage. Hello, can you hear me, T? Yeah, we can hear you. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. How are you today? I'm doing good. All right. I wanted to um, speak on some stuff that was going on in India because I have some family out there, and it's been crazy out there because um, if you do know, like, they um, they had a real bad with COVID out there, and um, the vaccine, there was actually fake vaccines that were being distributed to people out there. And instead oh, of the wow. actual vaccine, it was salt water they were getting injected with instead of the actual vaccine. It was like, and the and the people who were distributing it, um, they made like 30 grand off of all these people who were trying to get the vaccine, but they were getting injected with salt water instead. And who was giving them this vaccine? They were just scammers? Were they doctors? What, you know, was, who were these people? What I when I was reading on it, and I was hearing from people out there that it was the some of the hospitals were giving it out, and they all got arrested. Wow, is that the I stuff that was giving that. people that black mold disease or something that they were dying from, Chris? I think something like that because I I heard I was reading they said it was salt water that they were getting injected with out there, some sort of salt water, and that um that like over like a hundred doctors got arrested at some of these hospitals. And they were making like money off of it. Like they were just, they gave like 2,500 people fake shots. And, and that's why some of the, va- that's why the vaccinations in India got in real bad because so many fake scams out there revolving around the vaccine. Somebody in the chat, Shatara says, so that's why family members in India were over there beating the doctors up. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah. Wow. So the doctors were also behind this. And I yeah, wouldn't be made- surprised if, a lot of that stuff that was going on in India because they're they're a quote unquote poor population. If they were testing and giving those people injecting them with possible COVID, because remember yeah. it spread through their population like wildfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you guys had, remember, not too bad. long ago, if you guys remember not too long ago, um, I remember posting about those French doctors that were speaking, and they were saying that when it comes to any type of vaccines or illnesses, always test it out in Africa. And in, you know, quote unquote, third world countries, remember, and they got a lot of backlash about that. Those French yep. doctors and scientists. Mm-hmm. Didn't you do a video on that, too? Or maybe you were talking about it in conversation about I can't remember, but it was some a group of 
they were doing trials in India with some kids last year. Do anybody remember that? And those kids they were saying were found dead. It was like a village of, do anybody know what I'm talking about or familiar with? And then it went black. I remember Al Jazeera reporting on it. And T, I don't know if we talked about it or you said something about it. Does that seem familiar to you? No, I don't remember that one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to look that up. I remember hearing that. And then not long after that, what Chris just said about the salt water and stuff. So maybe it has some correlation. Yeah. And yeah, also, I believe there had to be more, more in that vaccine yeah. than just salt water, but okay. And they also, they are also making right. fake certificates and fake vaccination cards as well to give the people out there. And also I want to, well, they're doing that, that here in America I, too. Yeah. I want to touch on that. Cause I, I've been hearing from people that they are, they're getting fake vaccination cards. Like it's, it's really easy just to get the cards. And I'm, I'm saying like, the vaccine, the vaccination passports are going to get real messy if people are just getting fake cards and using that to go over. Yeah, the, the cards right now, what people don't understand, it's just temporary. Like nobody cares. Hmm. What they're going to roll out is what they have over there in France and over there in the UK, like the sister was saying, where it is an app. It is an app tied to the medical system, to the hospital systems. And that way it is verified. They can scan instantly and tell if you have truly been vaccinated. All that stuff that they're yeah. putting in these movies, it's not there just for, you know, to be decorative. It's all predictive programming. So, yeah, the the, the little Vax paper, that's just something for now. Mm. Come back in 2022 and let's mm. see how advanced this vaccine passport has gotten because it's going to be attached to your phone. We're all addicted to yeah. our phone. So we don't. So the mark of the beast is not going to be in your forehead. Everybody's taking that literal as to what the Bible passage says, the mark of the beast is what we carry in our hands every day. I can't even leave my phone here and go 10 steps without feeling naked and feeling like I have to have my phone. I've left my phone at home and turned all the way around 30 minutes just to go grab my phone. I know I'm not the only one. So that's the mark of the beast right there. And we're all guilty of having one. Yeah. Yeah. I always was thought it was going to be in our hand. It could be on your forehead and your hand. That mark could be anywhere. It could be a scan. It could be an implant, a microchip, yeah, anything. Implant. That's how we were taught, you know. Mm-hmm. So we are there. We, we've we arrived at the event horizon. We have natural disasters, the moon wobbling. Y'all going into space. Why? You know what I'm saying? I mean, and all of this is like all of these events that happen in a century are happening within weeks and months. I mean, what is, where, where are we going? Like, what's going to happen? You know, it's, okay. it's crazy. I'm an optimist, but uh, let's keep it real. It's, it's, this is a new day. It is. Yeah. And also, well, well, mm, one last I want to touch on, I want to touch on one more thing. Cause um, I'm, I, I'm from California. I'm in California right now and mm-hmm. I'm about to go to college soon. But um, I don't know if you heard or not, but all the UCs, University of California's, are all requiring students and faculty to take the vaccine if they want to be on campus. Yeah, I've been hearing about that. that all over the country. Yep. Yeah. That it's going to be mandatory for students and teachers. They haven't rolled it out to like the junior high and high school, but like for all colleges, mm-hmm. um, a majority of colleges, yeah. Yeah, all the colleges out, I mean, all the UCs in California, they require the vaccine now. Um, wow. I wasn't t- um, like because if you if um if you have to take classes like at the school and not online, you have to have the vaccine to actually be in class, which is pretty bad in my opinion. But yeah, Definitely. that's UC. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I, I it's just like it's just messy right now. 
Well, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll talk to you later. So let me go ahead and bring on. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this name. Hold on. Where is it at? Because I think they're Mick uh, Michu. M-I-C-H-O-U. I'm bringing you to the stage. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. How do you say <laughs> your name? Um, it's Mishu. Mishu. That's pretty. Yeah, now, that's where are you right. calling from? I'm from London, the UK. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for calling in. Yeah. Um. Basically, I just wanted to contribute to a conversation from a student perspective. Um. They're also saying um, that uh, uni students, aka college students, have to take the vaccine to be able to go to the um, lectures. And I find that so annoying because um, in the recent years where the Tories have been in the government, they've shut down some of our local GPs and um, hospitals. So it makes it hard for us to actually go and get the vaccine because they're not available in, in our area. So, like, for instance, for one um, borough, there would be, like, two or three hospitals. Actually, that's a lie. Probably one hospital and um, three um like walking centers and i just find that debilitating for us uni students also i um i'm all over the place um also i i find that um it's a bit interesting considering that the percentage of um university graduates um is growing and not only that the percentage of university um graduates who come from a low-income family who are particularly black like um bang or um, people of colour is also growing and they've decided that they want to um, stop us from going to uni by saying that we can't get, um, we can't enter the premises without some form of identification or verification that we've gotten the vaccine, the um, vaccination. So yeah, that's all I want to say. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling in with that information, what's going on in the UK. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you later. So I think this was a really good show. I learned a lot, and I hope you guys learned a lot as well. I mean, people called in with, like, just a wealth of information um, as far as what's going on overseas, what's going on here. But I think, you know, the biggest takeaway that everybody should take from this is that at the end of the day, you know, we should all be on the same team. You should, It should be about you know, just wanting everybody to be safe. I don't think it's funny to laugh at people when they die and say, oh, well, they should have got the vaccine. Oh, well, you know, like, I think like that's sad. Like nobody should be losing their life behind this. And another thing that really bothers me the more I think about this is it was just a year ago that if you caught this virus, the Wuhan virus, the China virus, you're racist. You are all types of racist. Um, people lost their jobs, people were shamed on social media. You cannot equate the virus that started in China to Chinese people, the CCP. But it's very funny that now, fast forward a year later, you're allowed to shame people who don't have the vaccine as if they created the pandemic. Okay. So you, you can't shame the, where the pandemic started, but the people who have not been vaccinated, it's okay to shame them. Just think about that for a second. In less than a year, look how they just twisted this around. Facts. Yep. It's it's crazy. 
And hey, I'm not saying that we're idiots as a collective, but they, you know, hey, people, we're stupid because you know what? We don't retain stuff. We forget stuff. That's how the game is played. Let's tell you this, you know, 12 months ago, and then let's throw a little distraction in here and throw something funny in here. And let's slowly change, the, you know, recreate history and change things. But, you know, the Internet lives <laughs> and people have screenshots and we don't forget. And you're right, T. First, it was like, oh, you can't say virus. But now it's like, oh. If y'all don't take care of yourself, you know, you it's your fault that we're dying. That's a very yeah. dangerous thing to do. And history has told us that that is dangerous. And the people who are responsible for being our leadership have a responsibility in reminding us who don't remember history of that fact. Because this can take a very dirty turn very, very quickly. And that's a very scary thing to think about. Yeah. I mean, again, yes. Vaccines have been proven to work, but this is not a, you know, a, a tested, time-tested vaccine. So people mm -hmm. have every right to be hesitant. And at the end of the day, what I want to say before we end the show is that do what is right for you. Right. If you feel the need to get it, no one should shame you because of that. No one should make you feel bad because you have the vaccine, but also use the same logic and not shame other people who choose not to get it because you don't know everybody's situation. You don't know everybody's medical history, everybody's background. Let's just respect people as this is a decision like anything else. If you're not shaming people who weren't running to get the flu vaccine every year, pipe down with this whole, you don't have the, the COVID vaccine, so we need to start blaming non-vaxxers. I just think that's just so silly and it's nothing but divisiveness. And if we continue down this road, it's gonna get a lot worse. Exactly. We see what's going on in France. We see what's going on in the EU. It's going to get a lot worse if people don't stop the foolishness. Totally true. I'm for vaccines, but if you don't want it, I respect you for that. You know what I'm saying? And like we started, T, we always had that conversation. I va I'm vaccinated. You're not. And I'm not going to shame you into doing it. You ain't going to shame me for doing it. Da-da. Exactly. Exactly. So on that note, you guys, thank you guys so much for coming through um, and joining me on this episode of Tea Time Unfiltered. I really appreciate it. So we will see you guys again. You guys have a good evening. And thanks again for coming through. And thank you for being my co-host today, too. I appreciate you. No problem, friend. Bye, everybody. Friends in my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.